Hello, and welcome to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach, LLC, where we make your goals our goals, and you're never alone on your wellness journey. Experience the information, collaboration, and in- inspiration of our Coach in Your Corner partnership. My name is Stephanie Wolf. I'm a national board certified health and wellness coach and proud owner of the Whole Food Health Coach, now in its ninth year and five-time winner of Best of Gwinnett in Endocrinology, Diabetes, and Metabolism Practices. Rachel, Sherry, and I invite you to visit wholefoodhealthcoach.com to set up your 60-minute healthy living assessment. Our award-winning three-phase program is changing lives. Work Well is brought to you weekly and is dedicated to your personal and professional health and wellness. I offer examples from my own life, health, marriage, family, and business. I share my research, my opinions, and my faith, designed to bring you compelling content, engaging challenges, and practical body, soul, and spirit support for your wellness journey. Work Well comes to you from my desire to live long and strong with passion and purpose, die of old age, and help others to do the same. Now from living rooms to boardrooms, via Business Radio X, you're listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf. Let's do this. All right. So you know that I love to start with something funny or something to uh, engage us, I suppose, in the dialogue for the day. So today, a community club was discussing a proposed establishment of of a youth center. The youthful members of the club spoke out in favor of having a young person oversee the center. Someone young enough, she said, to know what teenagers and young people like to do. Yes, agreed an older older member, member, (laughs) but also old enough to see that they don't. I know. Those are the the guidelines that we live by sometimes. It's like all the things that young people want to do and maybe um, should do just to have fun, but also within reason. So um, I know if you've been listening to this podcast uh, week after week, and hopefully you have, I really love to give you some information, but I want to inspire you and challenge you and improve Um, areas of your life that you want to improve, letting go of something, picking up something, starting something new or restarting. And we've definitely done a lot of self-dialogue here um, and helping you to generate some thoughts for your own self is really what I hope to do. In January, we talked about new beginnings. In February, heart health. In March, marvelous marriage marathon month as I celebrated 49 years with my sweetheart, Jack. And April, we're talking clean communities. And last week, we discussed some clean um, cleaning, some spring cleaning, as it were, and how fun it is to have counselors and coaches and classes and organizations, both professionals and volunteers, and some real people, as I'll introduce you to in a little bit. So as you know, my program is designed with a five-fold grip on health, is what I call it. It is the CLEAN acronym. It seems to work for all ages and all levels of health. And it stands for character or core values, lifestyle, exercise, attitude, and nutrition. And I created all the wellness programs using that CLEAN concepts as our healthy living foundation for all the things that we do in coaching and training at the Whole Food Health Coach because that's where I find strength and stability for my own life. So I like to help my clients to control what we can control and those things that affect our well-being and the health in all areas contribute to that wellness and that well-being that we're all looking for. So I found the same principles that have changed my life for the better and definitely um, the lives of my clients in the past nine years, be it corporate or small group or family or marriage or individuals. And those concepts are woven through all of my workshops and everything that I do, even in private sessions. So last session, we spent a lot of time talking about um, maybe the adult uh, and the seasoned adult, let's call it, uh, and their role within the life of the healthy and clean community, and that more is caught than taught. And um, so there's a lot of people watching on a regular basis, so we can tell people what to do. But that doesn't really change their um, decisions as much as what they see us do. So I think living um, and being the change that we want to see in the world is key. So we're challenged last week to take a serious look at ourselves individually and maybe clean up our own house, as it were. 
and we were encouraged to take responsibility for those areas that I mentioned. And we even tried some box breathing and um, and getting rid of the frown, tossing out some garbage, uh, fear, shame, and guilt, some of the things that we mentioned, and refreshing the our outlook on life and replacing maybe some of the bad attitude and refocusing and reframing re, um, a situation for more positive forward movement. And um, so that's kind of where we were. And we believe that building on that theme this month for spring cleaning is going to be the focus to live clean as a young adult. And today, I'm super proud to have one such young adult but <laughs> here with me in the studio, but not just any young adult. My grandson, Caleb Wolf, is the host for today's podcast. Welcome, Caleb. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Super, super, super. And it's great to just look across the table and have us both doing something that we both love because you're a podcaster. Right. I am. True. We also, about five years ago now, which I just learned, that's terrifying. Five (laughs) years ago, we did a very similar sort of thing. That's That's how it all started in a lot of ways. So That is how it all started. All comes full circle. It does, and hopefully it just, we both will become very big influencers in the world. I love what you're doing, and I love the fact that I could call on you. And you were a sophomore, junior in high school? Five years ago, what would that have been, 2017? Probably sophomore. Okay, yeah. It seemed like it was around that time that you helped me establish the YouTube channel, and um, and I really didn't stick with it too much after you weren't my co-host on that. But um, but I always desired, and it definitely sparked something in me to do something like this. Now you made it way bigger than me. So no, you. well, I, you know, there's still time for you. You're only 22, and I'm. Well, let's not talk about that. But anyway, I am Nana to him and to all my grands. He's the one who kind of started that process and uh, the name that he chose, and it passed on to the granddaughters as well, his cousins, and he's my peach. So Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. telling people, uh, he still lets me call him um, my peach. I mean, let's is a strong word, but... Oh, okay, let's. <laughs> I don't allow don't allow me to do that. Well, I don't call you that in public. Only on podcast, right. radio, business, radio, X. Who's, who's listening? Really, hopefully, <laughs> thousands and millions of people will now call you Peach. But mm. no, that's what I get to call you. Mm. So, have you listened to any of the podcasts? So, I have a little bit. Um, I at first watched the one with Carrie. I believe it was last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie was also my therapist, as you know, so, um, it was fun listening to that one just cause again, it's like, it's just two familiar people to me just going back and forth. So it was definitely enjoyable. And I got to kind of learn what your format is, what you're doing here. So that was nice. And then <laughs> I told you the other night, I tried watching the one with, uh, Papa was that two weeks ago. I think it was the most recent one. And about five, six minutes in, I heard the word foreplay, and I never got out of anything so fast in my life. I was gone, like, instantly. So I, I didn't listen to that whole one to protect myself. But, um, but yeah, a little bit. Awesome. I know I cracked up when you said that. I'd be like, I never hit, you know, delete, you know, so quick. And uh, and I even looked across the table at him like, what are you talking about? Oh, I felt about? it. I didn't have to see it. I felt it. <laughs> you felt my eyes stare at him. So, well, you talked about the YouTube channel and our years ago, and that um, it wasn't just a, a whim, actually. We kind of had a table talk about teens, and we, we had some topics that we covered, obviously, because I was starting Whole Food Health Coach at the time. Do you remember any of those things that we discussed? Man. I'm trying to. I remember like the broad, I guess, uh, topic that we had that we'd kind of go into, but I don't really remember too much about the specifics. Like I remember talking about nutrition, like that being a big thing, mental health as well. So again, broadly, yeah. Yeah, that's. I, I was thinking about school lunches because we were talking about how, you know, I think you, you one of your questions was so good, like how do I choose the right kind of things oh, right. when. You know, I don't have the many options that would give me that, um, you know, that healthier choice. And I think there's, you know, there's the typical salad bar, I think, that they um, that they have. But I think that was one of the things. And also, um, 
actually you got me thinking about um, athletic performance and the nutrient side of things is your basketball mm. years, right? Mm-hmm. And all your sports. I mean, what other sports? I mean, geez, throughout my life, it's been almost everything at one point or another. It was mainly basketball towards like the end in high school and I started taking it seriously. But um, I don't know. I still don't think there's a really good answer for the lunch portion. I don't know. I don't know if there is a good school lunch, at least not that I've seen in the public setting. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I kind of stuck to peanut butter and jellies every day. <laughs> I don't know what the health meter is on that, but that's where I was. <laughs> well, the right kind of jelly and the right kind of peanut butter and the right kind of bread. Yeah, Smucker's probably doesn't apply to that, does it? <laughs> Might not. <Yeah. laughs> but no offense, Smucker's, um, by the way. So I know that those topics actually, um, you know, helped me to understand what young people needed and what you were looking for, especially when I was starting the um, Whole Food Health Coach and dealing with not just nutrition, but exercise and some of the other pieces that I deal with, attitude and some of those things. So um, I'm anxious to hear what why you said yes to joining me on this podcast today. What piqued your um, intrigue? Well, I think mainly um, I just love podcasting myself. I do it myself. So um, when you asked me and gave me the opportunity, I didn't even think twice about it. You know, just want to see what this is about. I didn't really know what the topic would be or what direction we go, but that's the exciting part. I'm just I'm just here for the ride. Well, you're a good sport. And um, we were talking last week about spring cleaning and how that affects our, you know, the old things that are disappearing and the new things that are appearing. And even when it comes to nutrition, when I think about um, where you started or where you and I started with um, uh, the YouTube channel and the changes that you've made over the years and some of those things that you've learned about yourself. Anything Mm. you want to share about that? Um. I mean, it's it's very nuanced. I think there's a lot to it. Um, I think this is a very obvious thing to say, but definitely the trajectory of how I felt since eating a lot healthier than I did when I was younger, I think is dramatic. And I think it's just, it's uh, energy thing more than it is anything else. Because I think I, I truly do feel what I eat. And I think that's true for most people, whether they want to admit it or not. Um, but yeah, especially in the days of, you know, playing basketball pretty competitively and, and being there in that space, I think it became more and more clear to me that nutrition plays such a big factor into performance. And so, and I think that goes for everything, whether that be creative work, sports, what have you, I think. So it's just become kind of a rule of thumb for me to just watch it. You know, I'm not crazy about it. I'm not a health nut necessarily, but I do, I do try and pay attention to what I eat and what I take in because I do think it's all important. So That's great. Thank you for that. When it comes to spring cleaning, the you know um, one of the definitions was to clean all of the place, especially your house, very well, including the parts that you don't clean often. I, I thought that was neat. I put it in bold mm-hmm. because I think there are some things that we'd rather not talk about or rather not um, you know clean. Would just shove a bunch of stuff in the closet. Carrie and I were mentioning that last week and get it out of the way, so out of sight, out of mind, kind of. And the other is um, the goal of spring cleaning is to tidy and freshen up. Uh, the space and um, because it's a new season you Mm. know might be new colors new way to look at things Um, and then the cleaning also can have a positive effect on our mental and physical health so there's definitely a lot of need for that and cleaning is something we have to do on a regular basis Mm. I mean it's not like we just ate once you know (laughs) ate well once or had a good thought one time (laughs) this doesn't work that way does it right I think uh, it's it's mainly to, like, I think this goes for everything, but it's like what you do every day is going to kind of determine who you are in a lot of ways. And I think with eating specifically, right, like if you just, if you eat bad every day, it's going to manifest itself in a bad way down the line. That's normally how it works, obviously, with health problems, with mental problems, all sorts of things. So I think it's just one of those many habits that if you just do it as the best of your ability every single day, like you, you will see the results and how you perform and just your overall, I think, life enjoyment. I think it's just another one of those kind of principles that, like I said, not being a health nut myself, I don't encourage you to like lose your mind trying to eat healthy all the time every day, but just keep, you know, keep in mind, be mindful of what you're eating. And I think it can go a long way if you do it well. And unfortunately, I think we're in a country, at least at this point, that doesn't necessarily promote that. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> so I think we're at a little bit of a disadvantage. So expound on that a little bit. What do you mean we're in a country? For instance, that the school lunches. Yeah. I mean, they're okay. horrible. Yeah. I mean, at least in my experience, I don't know if it's changed. I doubt it has too much, but I mean, what we were, I mean, it didn't even feel like food. I remember the, like the pizza there. I'm like, how do you mess up pizza? It's the easiest <laughs> thing. So I, I don't know. I just feel like we live in a country where I think it's accepted almost. And mm-hmm. we're, we're a little leaning too much into that. And I'm, and I'm not, you know, I'm all against body shaming and all those sorts of things. I think everybody should do what they want and be happy as they please. But, mm-hmm. um, health's important too. And, you know, you, I'm sure everyone has people that care about them that, you know, while they're not, might not be thinking now that it's affecting them, but it very much will and probably, you know, down the line. So I think just kind of watching that and just keeping up with it, I think is huge. That's a big self-care point right there. I like mm-hmm. that. And um, we're more than just our physical self or more than just our physical um, health. So we're going to talk a little bit about mental as well as physical well-being and spiritual even. Um, so, you know, we're caring for the whole person is the key to whole food health coach. And when I use the word food, sometimes whole food, I'm more than just nutrition because a lot of things fuel us and there's a lot of input, Mm. um, I call it that comes our way. And so health and wellness of any of us, um, you know, has to incorporate the whole person who I am, not just what I eat. And uh, so what our role is in self-care as a whole person, and you mentioned a lot of it um, right there, if there's anything you want to add to that. Okay. All right. So he's um, shaking his head no for the record. No. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, we're, we're such unique and complex um, individuals. And uh, I think our health... Sometimes we take it for granted, especially when we're younger. We don't necessarily think about how it's going to affect us as we age. and um, But our decisions that we make today are going to affect us tomorrow and all the tomorrows. So I, th- I think that's a pretty important piece. And I, I don't think we don't, I don't think we necessarily think about that as a young adult. I think that's the hard part. It's like I said, it's like the because it seems so minuscule at the time it's this one whatever it is isn't going to kill me but then you repeat that saying every day and then you're eating a mcdonald's cheeseburger every day you know and it's like again because it seems so minuscule and because especially i think nowadays people are very um reliant on instant gratification to the point that it only they only care about how it makes them feel in the moment Mm -hmm. and i'm guilty of this sometimes as well i don't want to act like i'm a saint because i'm not but um but yeah, I think just again thinking long term with the with these things, I think are is very important. So yeah, that's good. I I like that. The key to success in life is to find value in ourselves, and I think the more we value ourselves, the better we are more, I guess, apt to take care of ourselves or to care about taking care of ourselves, and you know, and and not necessarily look for those things outside of ourselves or elsewhere. Because I mean, even if if we bring it into another. Um, well, the same vernacular, I suppose, when it comes to nutrition, you can eat well in front of somebody and, you know, and then go do all anything you want to do when they're not around, like your parents or, you know, whatever. Um, and of course, you're at the point now where your parents aren't overseeing every, you know, bite you're putting in your mouth at 22 years old. But um, but I do think that that um, it kind of changes with the younger people. And when it comes to making your own choices and what really I heard you say earlier is how you feel, you know, mm-hmm. feeling different when you kind of go off, so to speak, the wagon, and then when you make better decisions and how you how you feel about that, mm-hmm. so how you, your body feels and and also your mind. So I I know I always say I don't um, pretend to know what all young people need, but I do know what they don't need, and I always say they don't need angry, you know, cynical, negative, hateful hopeless examples, you know, people that um, influence their lives. And when it comes to character and core values, I think today's youth are being pushed and pulled in so many different directions um, with the world around them or media or or even their parents' input um, to some degree. So um, they're being influenced on what to value and what how to live and act and choose and, um, you know, maybe by all kinds of things and all kinds of ways and all kinds of people and all kinds of reasons. Maybe some of the reasons are good, but not all. And I know we had a brief discussion about this at the table the other day. Yeah, I think, uh, no, that's a great point. I think 
there's there's so many variables, but I think like the media is definitely a big one. I think, uh, and I've seen it so much recently, and even even just I guess in the last ten years or so, where people are so influenced by, and I'm gonna put in quotes here, their idols. And you got to be cautious with this, right? Because I, I've seen people kind of adapt values from an internet influencer and somebody they don't know. Mm-hmm. I think this is a dangerous way of thinking. I'm all for hearing people out, hearing other sides, but I do think there needs to be a um, some independence in how you think and not just mm-hmm. following something because somebody that you like says it. Like, I think that's just a very odd way to live and especially to try and preach that among other people. It's just very inauthentic. And yeah, I feel like people just kind of reiterating on that just need to think more for themselves. I think so many people are caught up in social media and what people are telling them that they kind of lose sight of them and their own beliefs. That's such a prevalent thing. And, you know, we've seen all kinds of people recently. I'm sure some of you guys know what I'm talking about with like Andrew Tate, just people that are just saying very extreme things and gathering a lot of attention. And then he just has a bunch of people blindly following whatever he says. And then I think, you know, if you were to ask them about it or they would just reiterate some things he already said, it's just it's a sheet mentality. And I think, yeah, people need to just think more for themselves. Not everyone's values should be the same. Mm. Um, Everyone's different. And we I think we should embrace that much more than we do. And I think social media encourages you to not embrace that. Because, again, I think I see it as a very just sheepish kind of culture in general. I like that sheep mentality. You know, just, um, you know, not having what I call the difference between intrinsic motivation, your own desire, your own whys, and external, you know, motivation, which, you know, comes from the pressures of others and somebody trying to fit you into certain kinds of molds. Right. Stereotyping. Yeah. I think, too, it's interesting because I feel like people are so uh, what's what's the word? I think they don't even realize it's happening mm-hmm. a lot of times, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I, like I the feel frog like in the kettle. Right. Like the influences that they're taking in and things that they're hearing is shaping them. They don't even know it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing. And I think it's it's important to obviously like, you know, ha- have idols per se, have people that you look up to. That's an important thing. But just to a certain extent, at some point, there needs to be some um, self-identification, if you will. I like that. In that for yeah. Sure. And that's where you can you really make better decisions when they're your decisions. And um, I have a course called I Shape Me, and it's really uh, and I have one for teens specific I Shape Me for teens, and it's really more about why we change and how change is made, and um, and the change that actually lasts versus the ones that don't. Like in my world, might be a diet. You know, like I need to get in a size two by you know the end of the month because I'm going to be at a wedding or whatever kind of a thing and that's a short-term goal and intrinsic motivation actually takes us a lot farther and making those changes and decision um, that we make because it matters to us is what's key not Mm. that it matters to someone else I think too like my my biggest I think critique on self-help has always been um, what works for one isn't going to work for everybody kind of just with that intrinsic motivation thing I mean if you look at it, I watched a show not too long ago on the Lakers. It was about Magic and Kareem and how different their rituals were and how different of people they were. But obviously, we're both the very best of what they did all this time later. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. things like that that I think of where it's just you have to have intrinsic motivation. You you can't just motivate yourself by following somebody else's issues. Like, that's not how this should work. I think it, it is important to kind of identify that and what that means for yourself and why you're doing what you're doing. Have your why. Not just a general why, if that makes sense. Yes, it does make sense. Thank you. Well, I love teens and young adults, and I always have. I think it might be the result of my own challenging teen years, perhaps, and my search for significance and mm. trying to fit in, but fit into what? Exactly. Not sure. And I think it, it you know, um, I didn't know um, because I probably wanted to be accepted or valued, appreciated, and loved. Um, supposedly by someone else. It was always about, you know, how, how somebody else would feel. And, um, and sometimes that's good. I have to care about others and, and that way. But I also feel like um, that pursuit can cost us our childhood. And for me, it did, uh, you know, getting pregnant at 15, marrying the 17-year-old father, 
um, you're raising our child together, that child was your dad. Mm, mm. <laughs> so when I think back on all of that, um, we did all right, I think, you know, he, uh, your dad's amazing and I'm so proud of him and you. And, um, so I know that, you know, things can work out mm. obviously in those, um, hardships. I always say, I don't recommend that. And, um, you know, the further away, uh, someone gets from that age 15, the better off I feel about, you mm. know, yes, don't, <laughs> don't follow, you know, don't do as I did. Yeah, I'm already long past that, so I don't have much to worry about. <laughs> I know. Our grand my granddaughters though and your cousins. But yeah, I think you have a point with, with validation. I think that's what destroys a lot of younger people, especially in just from what I've seen and, and I think I was guilty of it to an extent. But I think I, I kinda caught it a lot earlier even than a lot of people. I think that just comes from growing up being more around adults and people my age my whole life. I think that's probably where that comes from. But um but this like need to be validated all the time. Mm-hmm. I think that also gives into what I was talking about earlier, where I think people have very um, manufactured values and ways of thinking because I think they're just following a blueprint of what they're supposed to be mm-hmm. and not realizing that everyone's different. Everyone should have different values. That's kind of the beauty of all this. It'd be a little lame if everybody was just chasing the same thing with you know caring about the same things, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I think... It's something that's, I think, hard to break and hard to just talk you out of wanting because I, I get it. I mean, everybody wants validation to an extent, but I think you're going to find the – how do I say this? You're going to find the acceptance you want when you're mm. being yourself. You know, like do you want to be validated for somebody that you're not, mm. <laughs> you know? And I think, again, I think it's so bad that a lot of people don't even realize it, that they're not themselves and they haven't thought for themselves and their opinions come from – whatever the internet (laughs) yeah yeah so i think they're hard things to identify because it's become so mainstream at this point and so much just kind of and i don't want to say brainwashing because i don't want to get all you know pretentious on you but i think there is an element of brainwashing there for sure where it's you know some people just need to step outside for a little bit yeah (laughs) (laughs) i like that okay so we know that you know the Teenage years are the more turbulent ones. And of course, course you're on the opposite side of, of those things. But, you know, think about self-esteem issues and peer pressure and maybe world events that are on nightly news all the time. We've always had wars and earthquakes and fires and floods and assassinations and corruption and drug abuse and robberies and all kinds of painful things that we see in here. But now with 24 seven coverage on it um, of every horror imaginable political frenzies on all sides of the issue it doesn't matter where which side you're on it's and like sports teams at this point yeah exactly <laughs> or boxing matches or something like that but um you know we see that and it's almost like people are addicted to the negativity um you know and and just um, get more and more of it. And it, I just think it's easier to see why addictions of all kinds um, have risen to epidemic proportions. I think it's a recipe for disaster. And um, and people try to escape in all different kinds of ways. We always tease about moving to Belize. That's why you heard that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Going to Belize. I don't know why Belize. <laughs> <but> <laughs> yeah, I think... Um See, it's interesting because I'm coming from a perspective of I do use a lot to escape, but I try and harness what that is. Mm. Um, You know very well, I'm like very into media and art, but when I say I'm into media, I mean much more of like the the filmmaking part of it, the music part of it, those kinds of things that I'm sure it can be negative, but I I think it's a little bit different than like your news feed, for instance. Yes, yes. Like I always say, and I do it all the time, right? If I'm scrolling through anything, like just like aimlessly, like five or ten minutes will pass, and I'll, I'm better with it now. Where like I'll catch myself, be like, "Hey, if you're gonna waste time, waste your time doing something better," <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I'll just like go watch a movie or play or just do something that at least has me a little bit more engaged than just you know brainlessly scrolling through the ever-ending cycle of whatever yes. <laughs> on the internet. The reels, reel after reel right, after reel. Right. I, I I have to admit, I love the dog reels, so I do a lot uh. of schnauzer baby and you know fun stuff like that because i miss my my macy my miniature schnauzer but um so you know that escape is kind of interesting i think people do different kinds of things to cope and i think and i think escaping too like i think it's a good thing Mm. i think it's in moderation yeah 
it's a good thing, but I do, I do think it's essential because life is hard. I don't think there's like a way around that. I think people need an outlet. People need somewhere they can go to just kind of escape for a little bit. But if where you're going is just a place of more negativity, then what's the point of thank escaping? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. What are that's, you escaping from? That's brilliant. <laughs> I love that because I do think you can, you know, out of the frying pan into the fire is one of right. those things that, you know, it's like you think you're escaping something like the grass is always greener on the other side or any of those um, you little quotes. It's like what we talked about earlier too. Again, it's like what you, what your brain gets in every day is going to manifest itself down the line. Mm. So it's, it's no wonder that people feel the way they do when they take in what they take on a daily basis. Yeah. And again, it's like, it's so bad and it's so normal that I think it just, everybody, nobody really bats an eye about it. That's true. I think you're right on that where, you know, that we do have a choice. We can turn things off. It's right. like you said, you, you self-talk. It's like, okay, enough of this. Let's, yeah. Like let's just ask yourself, like every 10 minutes, just ask yourself, what are you doing? Mm. Like, what are you accomplishing? That's good. <laughs> you know, I like yeah. it. Well, I want to hear more about, um, I know your podcast, you definitely do, um, a couple of you mentioned the movies and the music and um, and games mm-hmm. and uh, how you critique those things and and um, so tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I mean, um, you're very aware, but the audience isn't. Um, when I was growing up, I found a very very early interest, and I believe the first thing that I was like really into was video games when I was younger. Um, I would, like, write about them all the time. I would read about them all the time. I didn't want to, like, know the ins and outs of the business, like, even past the games and just, like, understand how everything worked, the studios, you know, who's under who, who's bought by who. Just keep up with, like, the, that kind of news. And um, over time, that kind of evolved into movies and music even more so, and I think that's kind of where I still am today. But um, I think I just have a very artistic, creative mind. I think I just that's where I get my stimulation from. That is my escape, especially, especially music nowadays. Um, but I just have such a passion for them. And so do a lot of my friends. So, um, I love podcasting. I love listening to podcasts. That's how I got into a lot of the stuff in the first place. Mm. So, uh, I thought what better idea than to start one with a good friend of mine, actually good friends, I should say. And yeah, it's gone really well so far. Um, you know, we try to keep it natural. The, the Usually, I guess the point of it is we just will watch a movie or we'll listen to an album, whatever we're covering. And then we just, I kind of have a segmented um, formula that I follow. And then we uh, we just go from there and then talk about it as in-depth and as freely as we can. Just trying to keep it like a natural conversation. Me and Brandon would have so many times, you know, after, um, and Brandon is the co-host of my show, shout out. Um, or we'd just be in the car after seeing a movie and we would just talk for an hour. You know, and and we've we always said we're just like, man, we should just start recording this stuff. And eventually, after procrastinating for years, we finally <laughs> stepped out and did it. And yeah, it's gone very well. A lot of fun. That's great. Yeah. And I like too. You've got a variety of things. You, mm-hmm. Like you were saying earlier about not being a sheep, just following one particular genre. Right. So being open to a uh, different variety of those kinds of music. I know even 60s and oh, yeah, those things 100%. that we've talked about. Yeah, thousand. Yeah, that's what I love about art. I think I've gotten very eclectic over the years, especially when it comes, I think music more so than anything else, but um, also film education course I took in college helped with that a lot and made me look at older movies through a different lens other than them just being aged at this point. And yeah, I think that's something that art or why art speaks to me so much is because it can cover so many different things in different ways so and just it can mean different things to different people exactly, too. like up to your see own this, interpretation yeah exactly. you can see the same picture and both see something different in it or hear the same song or the same movie um and see something different so i i'm super excited about that and the fact that you're following your um dreams there because i think that's really key so um you know I think you're wise. I've always mm. told you that. Mm. In I fact, appreciate it. <laughs> I love to hear you. I think you've got a lot to offer, and I'm grateful that you've spent your spend some time with me today. Of course, that's super fun. But when I think about, um, you know, being there for someone and being in their corner, that's what I've always done with um, the Whole Food Health Coach and coaching your corners, kind of my thing. 
um, making your goal my goal, some of those things, because it's not about me telling you what to do. It's about what do you want to do? How do you want to achieve that? And how can I help you do it? Right. And um, and so I know we've done a couple things in the past. And, you know, I would say everybody needs somebody in their corner. And I know you've got a strong family and all of us that are surrounding you and certainly been in your corner over the over these 22 years. So tell us how that's benefited you. Yeah, I mean, it's been maybe the biggest blessing I think that I've had is the people in my corner for, for family and friends. Um, my whole life, I think it took me a while to recognize that, that I'm like truly blessed in that area. Um, but I've had, you know, so many occurrences, so many, I think rough times in my life where I had to kind of lean on, lean on people that were in my corner. And I think they did more than hold me up. And that goes for you. That goes for Papa. That goes for my parents. That goes for my best friends, Chase, my brother, shout out again. Uh, all those kinds of people really, I think, uh, got me through those times where I felt like, you know, I wasn't going to be able to do it. And they just, I think, shined a different light on me that now, like looking back and being kind of on the other side of that, I realize I don't know what I do without them. So I think it's important to embrace that. Um, whoever is in your corner, whether it be one people or many people, just um, embrace that as much as you can because it, it does. It goes a long way longer than you think. That is beautiful, and I know our family's super close, and yeah. so I know I can rely on you. You can rely on us. We're um, super blessed, as you said. So I know I've experienced a lot in my life going into my you know sixty fifth year, and you as a twenty two year old, we see things differently, and that's what's so amazing about like what you were saying about art. Uh, it's almost because. You know, the, the world has so much to offer and um, being more open-minded and enjoying life and celebrating victories because mm. I think a lot of people don't celebrate enough. They tend to, even if they have a victory, they pick it apart and turn it into something, you know, yeah. not so good. I'm a victim of that myself. And <laughs> yeah. self-inflicted mm -hmm. almost because I remember all of your... Um, Three pointers. I mean, you were just the three point champion. You know, yeah. I've got, I've still got video of that. But see, I'm a victim of it though, because I, to be the person of what you just described, I would go five for six, and then I would focus on the one that I missed. Yeah. You know, like that's that's why I, the last thing I'd be thinking about before I went to bed. Yeah. I know. I Which you know, I, I don't think is a bad thing all the time. I think it's good for motivation. I think it's good for like, you know, just to keep your hunger up and to want to be better all the time, strive for better. But I think there's a balance to that, like strive for better, but also like you said, celebrate when you know you've done good. Yeah. I think that's important. Exactly. And celebration doesn't always have to be that you won, mm -hmm. you know, doing your best, being your best and showing up, Right. you know, that's a big part of celebration. I mean, the, media and some of the other things that we were talking about earlier, they set this bar of perfection. Like you have to look like this, you have to be this and you know, you have to achieve this or have this much money or drive this car or whatever it might be in order to be successful. And so people don't feel successful and they don't feel like they have anything to celebrate. It's because their definition's wrong. Exactly. Yes. Well, what is your definition of success? I think my definition of success first and foremost is just, um, I think kind of understanding who you are in a lot of ways. And I think, uh, what sets you apart from everyone else. That's always been, I think what's most important about anybody for me, whether that be me or somebody else, if I'm evaluating them mentally, right? <laughs> like yeah, yeah. what I'm thinking of is like, Oh, like what makes them them? I think that and embracing that and being the best version of that, I think is way more successful than any price could be put on it. If that yeah. makes sense. Yes. Yeah. That makes total sense. And when I wrote the process of becoming for teens and tweens, as I say, um, I, you are the wise old owl. Well, not so old in the uh, actual story. Mm. And um, Isabel and Regan are the um, caterpillar. And, and it's just awesome for me because when I actually started writing it or when I wrote the storyline, we didn't have Isabel and Regan. Actually, it was only you. Mm. And so I kind of wrote this story. Well, then when I put it into book form, Isabel and Regan were born. And uh, so I know you love your cousins so much, um, our two grandchildren, and they live um, two granddaughters out in uh, Houston. And so at 17 and 14, and their characters, like I said, in the book, but the book is all about enjoying the step you're on. And, um, and that's another side to look at being your best self, right? It's like, 
you know, when a child's born, they want to, you know, get to the point where they want to um, crawl and then they want to pull themselves up and then they want to run and then they are walk and run and, right. you know, can't wait to get to school, can't wait to ride the bus, can't wait to get off the bus and get a car, can't wait to date, can't wait to, you know, it's always that next thing. And I think it's, it's even true as we age, it's not something that, you know, really goes away. But if you were going to give some advice or a takeaway or a thought to younger people, anybody younger than you mm. would be considered younger people. I think the first thing that comes to mind, and I know it's way easier said than done, but don't be so emotional. Mm. Um, I think, you know, and, and teenagers especially are kind of known for being emotional. It's kind of their thing. And I was in the same spot, so guilty is, you know, guilty as charged. But I think um, I, I live by this motto of like, if it, you know, if, if you're really upset about something, ask yourself if it's going to matter to you in five years, realistically. Mm. And if the answer is no, then there you go. There you go. You know, it's just time. And I think, like, that's how um, – I think time is super important in getting over anything. And I think – and that's why I'm, I'm kind of emphasizing on the getting over something because I think that's what catches a lot of teenagers up and has has them waste a lot of their lives because they're having an existential dread over something that, again, they're not going to care about in a year. Yeah. Um, or even the next day. Right. How angry, you know, issue could move you in a direction that – you know, destroys the rest of your life. Right. And um, versus wait, you know, 24 hours and see if you still feel the same way. Think about it um, a year from now. How's it going to affect you? Five years from now, how's it going to affect you? Exactly. And I think you can kind of use that to internalize it how you should. And I also I also think just to kind of reiterate on what we were talking about earlier, um, just be wary of, of the media and how it kind of influences everyone and this need for validation. Be wary of that. Look out for that. Make yourself proud. Don't try and make everyone else proud, I think. And having your own definition of how to do that, I think, is, is really important. I love that. I had written about um, getting through things. You know, the opti- mm. you know, optimal word there is through. You know, it might be hard to get through something or walk through something. Um, and that's where you were talking about or we were talking about not needing to escape, you know, in a, in a negative way, but working your way through something and mentally, emotionally, um, spiritually, and also, you know, nutrition, all those pieces that we talked about earlier, your core values, what really motivates us. The core value is just our why, and you mentioned that earlier. Lifestyle is how we live out mm. what we say we believe, mm. and um, and is that real, you mm. know, because, uh, and then, you know, exercise, attitude, and nutrition. So there's a big piece of that that we've talked about throughout the whole process today that's exciting so what else do you have on your heart uh, i was just gonna s- just speak on the getting through it part too i think the other important thing to note and i guess this is also kind of goes into advice for youngers but um i think that sometimes we don't realize that the things that we go through the traumatic things that we go through a lot of times shape us and i think you're kind of up to choose if that's for better or for worse but um, I'm of the belief and I, you know, this comes from personal experience. I think I had, you know, the hardest two years span of my life, the last two years, 21 and 22. And I feel better now than I ever have before. And I think the reason that I feel that way is because I had to go through what I did those two years. And I think without going through that, when I felt like the world was falling apart and I was falling apart and everything was going awry, mm-hmm. I think without that, I wouldn't be here today. Mm-hmm. So kind of trying to view those things as hard as they may, may be, especially during the storm and realizing that, hey, like I'm going to come out of this on the other side stronger is an important thing to tell yourself. And if you can tell yourself that, it's going to help you a lot. So I think that's just another tidbit of don't don't see every bad thing as necessarily just bad at face value. Just ask yourself how it can make you better, essentially, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's um, a great word for me today as well mm-hmm. as I go through different things on, you know, different days. And to me, the things that we've talked about is it's about bringing freedom to your life. And I think people are so bound up in so mm-hmm. many ways and wired so tight that it's almost like, you know, one 
thing can just set them off. Yeah. And, you know, instead, um, so that daily, daily self-care, like you were talking about, it's what you do every day, Mm -hmm. you know, that matters. And some of those things I think are, are very freeing. So I would say, love the fuel that loves you back, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever you're going to fuel yourself with, just know that there's certain things that are going to be outcomes of those. So I love food and I hate diets. So I always tease that my program is the one that's called the not a diet diet because I don't like to be restricted about anything. So it's not about the scale numbers or about the calorie counting, um, focusing on, you know, the foods that all the body systems need. And one of the ones that I focus on most is mental health and brain health. And there is certain things that I'll be discussing in the, in the coming days, obviously, as we, um, do more of this and uh, it's been super helpful to me to have you here. Like Mm. I always say, you're, you're my, um, that wise uh, voice that you have that helps to remind me the people who are younger than I am, you know, because I think there are so many people that criticize, you know, teens or have all these jokes about school. And it's just, it it is. Sometimes it's sad because even when parents make fun of their kids or their teens, and I don't really like that because, I mean, I just think there's so much value there. And if we would just gain some insight from what they have to give us. I agree. And just to add on that, I think it's just, it's a self-awareness thing too. Like, the, you know, for the parents making fun of the kids, like you were there too. Yeah, that's you know? right. Like what, like what are you laughing at? Like you, you're not. Yeah. It's so yeah. true. We, we've all been there, done that. I mean, I, I air my, you know, dirty laundry here and, and just uh, help people to see not just my, the steps to take, but the missteps don't, you know, you know, learn from those missteps. If you can't be a good example, at least be a horrible warning. I say, so it mm. might be, you know, it's like, don't it's do this. Um, and, um, so I think that, you know, talking about the whole body and the whole health initiative and the things that we're taking care of ourselves and the way that we care about it so that we can make an everyday a valuable day and every moment a valuable moment. Like you use the word being mindful, and I use that a lot, obviously, in, in our practice is just really not going with the flow all the time. Right. Certainly there's, a, you know, a part of that because I, I can be totally stressed out thinking I need to do it this way and everything needs to, you know, work this way. And I just need to go with the flow sometimes, but you can't always just go with the flow. And, um, and that's where we have to make our own decisions and we Mm. have to make some choices. So Caleb, what's your final thought for today or any kind of takeaway? I just wanted to ask you real quick before we end this, um, because I I always kind of wondered this is from somebody, obviously an older generation, how, um, I guess, where do you get your insight or your perspective on how my generation and the generations below me kind of like where they are at, in totality? Like where, you know, what's your reference point for that? Well, from you and oh, okay. them. Okay. <laughs> but I, I'm kind of fortunate in that way. I'm not, that's a great question though, because not everybody has the um, a career like mine. So I do work with teenagers. Mm-hmm. I do work with young adults. And so I do listen and I hear what's being said and I hear how they are being influenced, um, positively or negatively. And also I'm wise enough to know, I suppose when a parent comes to me and says, this is what my child's dealing with. I'm like, mm-hmm, maybe right. well, let's <laughs> just spend some time with, you know, Johnny and see how he feels. I don't have a Johnny client by the way, but, um, but the point is, you know, sometimes the way the parents see it or the way the older generation see it is very different from the way that person actually sees it and what they need to be able to say. Mm. So I've been encouraging, um, parents and adults all the time to be good listeners yeah, listen oh, yeah, just be a good listener and um, sometimes that that seems easier said than done it's like we said before I think the um, you know a lot of times we want to influence our kids we want our kids to be a certain thing and do a certain um, thing and you know and we we think we know what they need to do mm. and you'll be the same you'll have your kids and you'll you'll feel the same way about them. You want to keep them safe. You think this is dangerous, so you're not going to let them go. And, you know, all of those kinds of things. So there's different sides to this. And I know that even I remember Jack saying to your dad one time um, when he wasn't disagreeing about something, some rule or whatever that we um, had laid out for him. And Papa said, 
you have to give me a break. I've never done this before. Yeah, You're I've my heard first. that one. I've heard that one. <laughs> okay. Person only. Trust me, I've heard it. <laughs> well, he learned it yeah, uh, from his dad. But it's true because it's it's kind of the first, um, like the first day of school or right. the first, you know, job. or Yeah, I can't imagine. So I know I'm sure you can't because you're not there. So thank God for that. And um, yeah, right now anyway. Um, so I appreciate that question. And that's uh, that's something that I do think is good for other people who don't have aren't surrounded by the other generations like I am. I also um, li- I read Cal Thomas. Um, I read, you know, different publishers, you know, and that kind of thing. But I also am in the healthcare world. So I read a lot of mental health. I read a lot of positive psychology. Uh, I don't think it's as much about understanding the generation as much as it is, at least for me, understanding the individual. Mm. So whoever's in front of me, because we, like I mentioned, we're all unique and different and special. So at any age, we're all going to deal with the same core value, lifestyle, exercise, attitude, nutritional kind of things in the same wellness wheel, as I said. Mm. All right. So um, thank you for sharing this valuable time with me and yeah, your, thank you your for having insights. Me. This is not going to be the last time I'll have you. That's for sure. Um, sharing your life with me all these years. And thank you for making me Nana and uh, for being my peach all these 22 years. And um, I'm going to let Taylor Swift um, and her uh, song 22 um, share a few things with us. We're happy, free, confused and lonely at the same time. It's miserable and magical. Oh, yeah. Tonight's the night when we forget about the deadline. Are you feeling 22? I am 22. <laughs> so not only are you feeling 22, you're the first time are I've 22. ever related to Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm not a Swifty myself, but I found that song and I just love it, uh, anything that um, connects. So I really appreciate you and our time together today, Caleb. And um, just keep on doing what you're doing. You're a unique and wonderful individual. I want to say, too, thank you for having me, A. And B, I'm proud of you. I've, and I've only seen one other episode of this, but this is awesome, and it's, it's really cool to see. So keep it up. Doing great. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Of course, of course. Well, you've been listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, where we make your goals our goals, and you're never alone on your wellness journey. Information about our corporate wellness programs, virtual classes, teen and adult, and our individual coaching programs go to wholefoodhealthcoach.com. Our coaching is available virtually anywhere in the country. I'm Stephanie Wolf, and I am today with Caleb. And we're wishing you well personally and professionally. So see you next week live or on your favorite podcast channel. Until then, choose life.